welcome. This is Erica Glessing. You're joining me for The Erica Glessing Show, where you receive eight minutes of daily inspiration for entrepreneurs. And my next guest is so much fun. And I have to tell you, you'd be, you know, if I gave you 20 guesses, I really do not think you'd guess what she did professionally as the beginning when she first started out as a professional. So I'll let her tell you. She's an entrepreneur and a rebel. Her name is Kasten Spethman. Welcome, Kasten. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Erica. What a nice welcome. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. So what did you do professionally again? <laughs> Well, let, you know what? Let's save that till the end. We'll tell, tell everybody at the very end. Okay. <laughs> um, so tell me what got you interested in helping entrepreneurs. So um, I, I kind of knew I was always going to be in the entrepreneurial world one way or another from the time I was young. And I love entrepreneurs because I feel like entrepreneurs are what is making the world a better place and moving us forward. I, I mentored at a college for four years, their entrepreneurship program. And man, these kids were coming up with solutions to the problems that you, you and I, our generation had created. So whether that's, you know, making things more healthy or more environmentally conscientious, um, faster, better, stronger, whatever, um, you know, entrepreneurs are problem solvers. And so I love being in that environment, that sandbox, if you will. It's very positive. It's very creative. And so I was lucky that I had a skill set that I could transform into helping a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, I'm going to have to jump into the money because um, yeah. even though you might not think it's that interesting, <laughs> the people that are listening might find it pretty interesting that you're able to, you, you know, you did some capital raising. So tell us even for the yeah. listeners that are kind of healers and, and in a spiritual profession, maybe just start with kindergarten. Like what, what does that mean exactly when you talk about that? Sure. So um, I did raise capital for <clears throat> companies and my own in a fund for 11 years. And the biggest thing that I want to get across to people is, especially those people that are not like hardcore business people or didn't take finance class or major in finance, is that it can seem daunting and scary, but it doesn't have to be. And so um, raising money should not be like a dirty word. It, it really is just finding partners, financial partners that believe in your dream and your vision and your plan. Mm. And they want to be a part of it. And they maybe only have so many hours in the day, but they have capital saved up that they can invest and help you that way and support you and be a part of it. So I want people to start thinking about it in that regard rather than, oh, I'm going to go beg somebody for money or <clears throat> Even worse, you know, the theory of like, oh, I'm going to have to give up my whole company and my whole idea. Somebody's going to take it. Those right. are some of the biggest myths out there. I think that's true. And I think people are, some of the entrepreneurs that I know are fiercely like protective of their own direction. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And what I can assure people is that, especially in the startup phase, now I'm not talking about the VC firms that are coming in at the A round or B round, and I don't want to talk too much lingo, but the later, the later money, the real big money, it's a little bit different game. But when you're starting out and you need that you know, $10,000 to $500,000 influx of cash, those people aren't there to run your business. They are usually professionals that are still working or they maybe own their own business and they look to you to be the expert in this industry. They don't want to steal your idea. They just want to leverage their money to make more money and to see a project that they love and maybe have a passion about um, succeed. Wow. And 
that's not to say that they wouldn't be good. You know, all the investors that I know, the early stage investors, they have great experience and contacts and information. And so I always encourage people like go find investors that can bring more to the table than just money because you can lean on them. And you can ask them questions and they're eager to help. You know, they now have money on the line and they just really want to see your project make it. Otherwise they would never be investing. I was, um, when I worked for Intel, one of my jobs was to write, write stories. And so I would go and find people to interview that were interesting at Intel. And so I went and I went to San Francisco. It was so fun. And I interviewed one of the first investors for Intel and his name was Arthur Rock. He was so interesting. Oh my gosh. He was so much fun. You know, he described himself as a fire dog. Huh? Like always looking for the next thing, you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) They do. He also told me that he made the mistake in early years of funding good ideas. And he said later years he would fund good people. Good people. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's very true. You can have the best idea and never, it'll stay on a shelf because it has poor people running it or managing it. Yeah. And you can have a halfway decent idea. And if you've got good people behind it, they figure it out and it makes it a great idea. So, wow. Well, tell us a few more, tell tell us the secret because we're running up on our time and let people know how they can reach you and find out more about you. You bet. Um, Let's see. Another secret would be, um, so I would say one of the biggest myths about being an entrepreneur is that, um, you know, you work, 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 and then you make it and then everything's smooth sailing and nothing could be farther from the truth. So I always try to prep people with honesty and that entrepreneurship is a lifelong roller coaster ride. And you have to be okay with kind of the downtimes because inevitably things change and for the good and for the bad, right? So if you keep that in mind and you know it's not going to be forever and you're ready to kind of roll with the punches, even 10, 20 years down the road when you think you've made it. I mean, I've, I've listened to interviews with Richard Branson and he still has days that are like, oh, well, that didn't work. You know, the guy owns 400 businesses for heaven's sakes. And so um, I, I just think if people go into it with eyes wide open and really know um, how much work it is and, and that it can be challenging even after you've made it, then you're going to be set because nothing's nice. going to surprise you. Well, everyone, Kasten has not given it up. So I'm going to just share it with you that she was a professional wind surfer. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And uh, you can find her at castenspethman.com. And Kasten, why don't you spell that for our audience? Sure. You know, we'll make it a little easier. Um, it, you can also just get to the same website at www.thesophisticatedrebel.com. All one word, thesophisticatedrebel.com. And I'm all over the web on Sophisticated Rebel, at Sophisticated Rebel or hashtag. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. Have a great day. Bye.